ChatGPT is both a blessing and a curse for OpenAI. Indeed, right now, the real issue is not about whether things will slow down, but how OpenAI is going to handle this hypergrowth, which might crash things up anytime. Let me explain. situation right now and the deal that uh, might be going through between OpenAI and uh, Microsoft and uh, they're thinking you know uh, why is OpenAI even thinking to sell a stake to, to anyone in the first place when you know right now OpenAI is so valuable that actually it's uh, it seems to be in a position of strength and maybe this was true until November of 2022 before the release of ChatGPT but this might no longer be the case. Indeed, ChatGPT took the market by storm in such a way that it put a pressure into OpenAI, which let's remember, it had a partnership with Microsoft, which was established in 2019, which partnership uh, you know, allocated a billion, a billion dollars into the partnership by Microsoft, with Microsoft to actually took the the promise of building you know the azure ai technology infrastructure which simply mean they would help openai to sustain its growth by releasing those large language models like gpt3 going forward and until the time until the release of uh, ChatGPT in uh, in uh, and the end of november the way this partnership was moving forward is a uh, you know, you could actually use the the uh, Open API's endpoint of um, of um, OpenAI and start building tools on top of it. And therefore, although of course it took a lot of pressure on the infrastructure which was getting handled by Microsoft, it was really nothing compared to what happened by November. Indeed, as ChatGPT was released, the Traffic on the site spiked at the point that, uh, you know, probably hundreds of millions of users at this point had tried to, to play with, with ChatGPT. And with ChatGPT as a free tool released and available on the web, it put a lot of pressure on the partnership with Microsoft. Because as you can imagine, if you have a, a billion dollars, which has been, you know, um, allocated in 2019 to enable OpenAI to keep uh, you know, developing on top of its large language models and also to come up with, uh, with uh, you know, text-to-image model like DALI, a generative, a generative model like DALI. Then on the other side, when things start to move very, very quickly, like uh, what happened with ChatGPT, the, the main risk there is not uh, about uh, really uh, things, of things uh, slowing down, but really the main risk is uh, of a collapse of the whole infrastructure if they are not able to handle this hypergrowth. So there are a few uh, key points here to take into account. The first, of course, as I said, is right now OpenAI is uh, in a strong position with a product like ChatGPT on the one side, but paradoxically, paradoxically on the other side, is also in a very tight position because it's in a position where it's burning a lot of money to make this tool available on the web for free. And indeed, if you've uh, been following the news in the last days, 
they have released a form to actually look into pricing options for ChatGPT. So that makes us think that soon a professional premium version of ChatGPT might be coming. And so this made, uh, created a lot of pressure on OpenAI, which is burning a lot of cash on a daily basis. We don't know much, but we can imagine that this is in the, in the uh, probably millions of uh, dollars per day, uh, at least. And therefore, on the other side, as you can imagine, if you're Microsoft, you are in the position to say, you know, this is uh, where our partnership was supposed to be, meaning that I was supposed to give you support uh, in uh, in uh, enabling the AI infrastructure, cloud infrastructure to actually uh, enable the uh, APIs endpoint for other businesses. And of course, uh, you know, uh, we can imagine that also Microsoft gave the okay to the release of a product like ChatGPT also because from a technical standpoint, the two teams, the OpenAI team and the Microsoft uh, Cloud Azure team uh, must have worked uh, very uh, closely together because <laughs> Imagine that you're about to release a tool that is going to break the internet. Of course, the first thing that you want to do, since the tool is relying on a cloud infrastructure, you want to make sure that uh, you know the cloud infrastructure is stable. And therefore, you need to actually prompt the team, the Microsoft team, team on the other side, to actually look for the traffic that is coming at such um, at such speed. So again, the interesting part here is that the success of ChatGPT is both a blessing and a curse for OpenAI, which is in a position of strength, but also weakness where it needs. Of course, it can uh, you know, um, manage to get a nice deal out of uh, the uh, OpenAI LP shares. If you don't know how OpenAI business model works, uh, just go back to one of the episodes and you're gonna find the explanation of it. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, OpenAI is in the position to get a nice deal on the OpenAI uh, LP shares. But then on the other side is also in a very tight situation of high pressure where he needs to close this deal very quickly because uh, it may be burning cash at such high speed that uh, we don't know um, how much cash reserve, for instance, has OpenAI to keep running uh, something like ChatGPT. And then there is another core issue here, which is about network effects. So right now, many in the technology field are looking at this and saying, you know, most probably Sam Atman is uh, feeling that uh, we are uh, plateauing here and that, uh, you know, we are at the point where, you know, uh, OpenAI knows that someone in the market is coming and releasing something which can commoditize ChatGPT. Well, I think this is only, you know, uh, part of the issue. The real issue is, uh, you know, that in the market, the one who is going to dominate it is going to be the one who is able to capture and keep those network effects quickly and in a, an effective way. And right now, if ChatGPT is going to collapse on the weight of uh, the traffic of the user on the web, uh, we know that this might actually hamper its ability to capture and maintain those network effects. So again, the issue here is not whether another technology is gonna come to market, for instance, by Google, Facebook, or whoever else, or like stable diffusion, which is going to be able to commoditize ChatGPT or like uh, become um, comparable to ChatGPT ability from a technological standpoint. It's more about making sure that uh, ChatGPT can manage this hypergrowth in the short term because this hypergrowth is going to give it those network effects which will enable it to actually conquer, to actually gain a huge amount of traction and therefore dominate the market. So that's the main issue. And another key point is about the business model. Now, uh, of course, uh, ChatGPT is an incredible product, but it does not have a business model. Now, of course, there are several options on the table. The first one, as I said, uh, there is a ChatGPT premium version, which may be coming to market. Uh, 
Uh, however, uh, can uh, they be able to actually launch this and uh, rely on a premium version as a main way to actually sustain the, the, the company? Uh, it's very hard to know. On the other side, of course, uh, in the industry, many are saying that uh, you know, the advertising model is not um, uh, uh, you know, the right one for AI, which you know, we may agree or not, but that reminds me of the early days of uh, Google when you know, the Google founders in a, in a paper highlighted how the AI model was not suited for search and then at the end of the day they figured out a way to actually serve as advertising at scale with a search engine um, you know without biasing it at the beginning and then of course we can argue that then eventually got biased but again they found a way to actually support the search engine with an advertising model and then another key point, another key point is about uh, a business platform meaning right now again OpenAI uh, we are at the iPhone moment of OpenAI, where it released ChatGPT, but ChatGPT alone is not enough. Let's remember, for instance, in 2007, when Steve Jobs launched the iPhone, there was a revolution from a product standpoint, but what gave it an advantage, uh, an advantage that enabled Apple to build a multi-trillion dollar company was the release the year after of the App Store. So right now, uh, ChatGPT needs to find its own App Store moment in order to actually make OpenAI a sustainable business model, potentially a platform that can dominate the market and become the next multi-trillion dollar uh, platform. So those are the key elements to take into account. Uh, again, uh, here uh, the ChatGPT has been blessing and a curse for OpenAI, where it can get a nice deal with Microsoft, but then on the other side it has pressure to close the deal as quickly as possible. Uh, on the other side, as uh, we saw here, it's not just about technology, it's also about network effects and make sure that you can keep them, maintain them, grow them, and keep nurturing those natural network effects. Other element is about the business modeling, so make sure that uh, you know um, OpenAI can find a suitable business model for ChatGPT and the other AI tools that it has generated. And then the fourth element is about the business platform, make, making sure that ChatGPT can find its, uh, uh, its uh, App Store moment, which is the moment in which really the product becomes a platform. Mm -hmm.